0: Hi, Drunk Cast friends. Allison here. Uh, I am coming to you currently from my present, which is your recent past. It is February 23rd, 2021. Uh, However, you're about to listen to an episode that we recorded back in January. Um, And since then, a whole bunch of things have happened. But one of them is that... uh, we are officially doing a little crossover with one of my favorite um, performing arts types organizations, something I've been involved with for a really long time called Redacted. This is an official Redacted Drunkcast crossover. Uh, and the reason that I'm telling you about it, dear listener, is because it, it relates to Bridge Jones's Diary, Redacted has a writer, in this case me, take a movie they really love and essentially narrate it while a bunch of other fine actors and funny people act out the movie. Um, Typically it's done in person at the lovely Music Box Theater, but what with the, you know, everything, uh, they've gone online, we've gone online. Uh, So the next one, Bridget Jones's Diary, is happening on March 8th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. There will be some familiar faces, um, or I guess familiar voices, Uh, to those of you who've listened to the pod for a long time. Um, It is March 8th, like I said, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash redactedchicago. Uh, It's also sort of for my birthday, so if you want to hear yet more jokes about Bridget Jones's diary and uh, listen to Julie Starbird say a very iconic line of movie dialogue, then you should come hang out with us, twitch.tv slash redactedchicago, March 8th. 7 p.m. Central, which is 8 p.m. Eastern, and and I think it's 5 five p.m. Pacific. I don't know. Come hang out with us, and now enjoy a little chat about Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Bye. All right, so originally I was gonna say we need to have a little pre-production meeting so that we can talk about how many episodes we're gonna be getting out of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, <laughs> but, uh, but then... Um, uh, I it occurred to me that every time I don't just go ahead and hit play, we end up missing something I think is hilarious. So I just hit play. Um, you've already missed um, Julie and I singing lunch in the Zoom, and then Janine made a really good joke about l- lunch, in, lunch in the Zoom. What are you eating?
1: I'm lunching in the Zoom, lunching in the Zoom with ramen. And spicy I know you guys ramen. can't
2: see this, so he's actually lunching.
1: I'm very He's much pinching. like I'm holding up my bowl. And what I'm going to be drinking is hot chili uh, broth. Oh,
2: Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <life. laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and I am going to be drinking coffee and being stoned. Oh, hey I'll do that part, too. Great. You know what? We deserve it. I feel like, oh, this is a thing that I wanted to do that isn't the production meeting, so we'll still do the production meeting, and then it'll just be part of it. Part of it. <laughs> part um, of but,
2: we'll do it live. We'll <laughs> do it live.
0: Um, but I do want to say uh, earnestly, uh, a little disclaimer right now. Um, we recorded this on January 10th, um, a day in which... Uh, Just frankly, like a startling amount of news seems to be coming out finally about um, the attempted coup. So uh, this could be kind of a weird one. Um, if you just don't, if you don't want to to hear us referencing very stressful current events, save this one for later um, because I, it's just, I can't not.
1: This is unavoidable. Like it's just going to come
0: out. <laughs> and the other thing that I want to say is all three of us tend to deal with, <laughs> long time listeners of the podcast know, tend to deal with really shitty things through like like, really dark jokes. Um, and I don't know that that's what's going to happen in this episode. Uh, but but we watched Pride and Prejudice and Zombies um, the Sunday following an attempted coup um, uh, in a world happen. that, frankly, <laughs> feels just, like, extra upside down. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what this is going to be like. Point being, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies will always be here. You can always come back to this one at another time. If you don't want to listen to us talking about Pride and Prejudice and the week that there was an attempted coup, um, which we're just uh, which we're inevitably going to tell some very dark jokes about, which does not mean that we do not take it extremely seriously, um, because we do uh, probably more seriously than the current U.S. government! So, uh, welcome to Podlander Cast. sorry, welcome to Sostin Austin, a Podlander Drugcast podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hi. <laughs> One more time, Janine. Hi. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, we are talking about the 2016 classic Pride. <laughs> And Prejudice and Zombies, a movie which I have to admit, I wish that I had watched for the first time today because, wow, it kind of hit the spot.
1: I It's like there's too much that aged quite well into what we're dealing
0: with today. Yay. Mm-hmm. Good
1: job, fucking Natalie Portman.
0: Yeah. So the reason Natalie Portman's a producer is she was originally supposed to star in this bad boy.
1: Was she? Yeah. Boy,
0: she would have been great.
1: She would have been great. She I don't would've. mind the choice. Um, I think she was, was fine. But, I think she yeah. was
0: too. Uh, some of it was too, that she was too old, and also, I fi- somebody else was supposed to direct it, somebody fancier. Um, and I want to say it was David O. Russell, but that seems so absurd that it cannot possibly be true. But let me check. I wonder Maddie. if that's why the
1: casting is just so all over the map. Like there are some big ass names and big faces, and then some like nobodies, and it's just like, what is happening here? Like, it's a very mixed bag. Which Allison, I, okay. if
2: I may consult the text thread, which I never participate in, but I happened to check this time.
0: I was right. It was David O. Russell of I Heart Huckabee's fame, what? among many wow. other movies, was originally wow. supposed to direct. Um, and uh, and then Natalie Portman it, dropped out, but stayed on as a producer.
2: Would obviously. it? It probably would have been way more conceptual, right? Do you think that they would have tried to be... I think you have to be like this one, though. You have to be actually dedicated to the time period.
0: Yeah, I think it probably would have, my guess is that it probably would have been funnier Mm -hmm. and also like a little more emotionally consistent. My Mm -hmm. qualms that I had with this one when I saw it the first time remain. Yeah. However, as a movie for the moment, for the given moment, um, I think it, it suited me quite well. Well, um, qualm number one is your first text to me in the text thread.
2: Not Which hot I want notes. you I was taking a note as you sent me this text. Your text is not hot enough. Not hot enough. He's not. He's just not. He's and
0: not. Um, Which my, does not mean that he has to be conventionally attractive. It just means that he's gotta have
2: He didn't have the, the fire. He didn't yeah. have the thing inside that could, you know.
0: Yeah. But
2: I was writing this Darcy looks like my
0: sixth grade bully. <laughs> See, I when I was watching this time, I was like, oh, they wanted to they wanted to get a time machine and go back to 1995 and hire Johnny Depp circa 1995. (laughs) Only he wasn't available and also is a monster. So instead they went with this Sal Paradise looking motherfucker. And the (laughs) reason I'm making that joke is because he played Sal Paradise slash. Jack Kerouac in a film adaptation of On the Road. The least surprising casting revelation of all of the people's names who I looked up today. You know Um, what, that's true. Yeah, I was like, oh, of course you did. Bless yeah. less uh also if if we're gonna do you know what this is a good place to start because i'm not sure that a typical plot summary is really gonna we don't need it we here. all know the plot of pride and prejudice we'll maybe touch on some of the big changes but that seems like a topic that we can discuss on its own let's maybe just start with the casting because we will return to the casting of this movie when we inevitably do our like big darcy ball like the best pp bracket um, for the best of each individual character because I think some of these casting choices are spot on. Some of yeah. them are bewildering. Yes. And some of them are like, yep, aces. For example. Cersei Lannister. <laughs> Lady Forever.
2: Catherine de Bug. That, that was an amazing stunt casting choice that paid off. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so Absolutely. fun. And she knew what movie she was in and she was just camp enough. It was perfect. That just fucking eye patch. I will make love to it. Yes. Is but it fashion
0: or function? Function. Function.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then her, her, Mrs. Bennett being all like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> great. Uh, um, speaking of Mrs. Bennett, she's great, and I never remember that actress's name. She was in Miranda, and she was in Bridget Jones' Diary. Yes, she was. Sally Phillips
0: is Shazzer
2: from Bridget Jones's Diary, and I can't remember her name on Miranda, but she's the posh divorcee. Which, woman. by the way,
0: important correction, Julie. I. Told you the wrong new sitcom with the word call in the name was the remake of the American remake of Miranda. I told you it was Call Your Mother starring Kira Sedgwick. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was Call Me Cat starring Mayhem Bialik. Oh. Uh, now I saw a commercial Fox. for that the other day. That yeah. is American Miranda. Okay. Um, I have not watched it, but correction. It's not Kira Sedgwick. It's Mayhem Bialik. Yeah. Any anyway, Blossom. I almost went la-la-la-la-la, but that's Daria. That's not Blossom.
2: <laughs> Polar opposites, actually. Blossom. The sun is gonna surely shine. That's Blossom. Whoa! Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Oh, We're all over the place, you guys. All our oh. little Gen Zers are so confused right now. Oh. Sorry, Gen Zers. You sweet things.
1: The Lawrence brothers. That was a thing for a while. Whoa. Yes, it
2: was.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of... Uh, we've lost them even more than when we were talking about the Punky Brewster fridge episode. (laughs) So let's go back. So Miss Bennett. (laughs) Miss Bennett. So Sally Phillips' Miss Bennett, I think, is very different energy, but like Mm -hmm. really great. It's more um, arrested adolescence, which I actually think tracks with what she gets in the book, but we don't typically see that sort of youthful... Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay, I understand why it is that you married this person. It's because she's beautiful and she seems like fun, but wow, where's Thin? And you no, know, within
1: the context of the story, the temperedness of her r- ridiculous, like, uh diatrabs. Th- uh there's zombies happening. So she's
0: like she's seen trauma. So okay. She oh, could get
2: yeah, yeah, a little bit more. <laughs> you know what?
0: Day. Life is short. Zombies are out there, man. Yeah. They so have all seen a lot of trauma. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so distracted by Jasper's tail. He's Where so good he? back there. He's
2: just right behind you. Oh, just there he is. Good. Oh, there he oh, goes. Good. Oh my goodness.
1: Oh, he is in Zoomies mode. <sighs> he uh I put his uh house next to the radiator and this new container I have for uh, Power Strip, which all that generates warmth, so his house gets nice and warm, and so he like hides there when I'm watching movies, and he watches me watch the movie, giving me the eyes. Cute. He's fucking devious. Uh,
0: Nancy's been trying to hunt the mouse that's living in our apartment and or walls. For sure walls, but I think apartment. Tom thinks walls only. Uh, so her tail is routinely like... <laughs> 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 like wow big Um, and then she'll zoom and then she'll stalk she's doing a lot of stalking Uh, and then she'll get all worn out and demand that I lift a blanket for her so she can climb underneath it yes she'll wait she'll paw it and she'll wait and then I'll be like oh ma'am did you need me to open the door for you and I lift it and she crawls right in that's where Nancy's at right now anyway um so what about Mr. Bennett our second Game of Thrones-er and also the crowner. He's Dickie Mountbatten in the crown. Yeah. yeah. What's that, that Charles name? Dance. Yeah. Charles Dance. One of the great. You know what? Right up there with Neil Starbird, a great actor name. It is a good name. Charles Dance. Uh,
1: he was a pretty good Mr. Bennett. I don't it's think pretty he. Good. He didn't seem to have a ton. There's so much revisions going on that he wasn't there. Enough yeah, to not show a lot to do. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it is fascinating though to think about him being the man that sent all five of his fucking daughters to Shaolin training. Yeah. So that raises him, in my estimation, even though we don't get to spend much time with him. We're like, Japan all right.
0: for the rich, China for the wise. God
2: fucking. <laughs> That's t- also terrible. Jesus. <laughs>
0: Um, they're Just all very, they've got strong opinions about their Shaolin training. All right, so uh, we're a thumbs up on both Bennett uh, parents. Yes, and yeah. Lady Catherine, yes. Yeah. Yes, Lady Catherine. Let's talk about our Bennett sisters. The gal who played Lydia was quite good. Yeah. yeah. Not that she had a ton to do. She got yeah. some sick burns, though. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, the cow least adept at attracting men, or whatever the fuck that was. And then
2: Moo. Moo. <laughs> moo, <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that did make me laugh.
1: That was a good one. Mm-hmm. I um, did,
2: actually in this version, speaking of the sisters, it, it, I don't know if it was casting or just the that they were telling a more raucous tale, but the sisters playing and running and chasing each other and stuff was kind of awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the whole five sisters friendship being a little bit more rough and tumble and like, I, I just loved that part of it. And I didn't expect that. Yeah. Um, But I think the gal who played... Lydia was quite good. Jane kind of disappeared for me, and um, I know that part is a little bit difficult because it's easy because you're so angelic that, right? You are just
1: well, and they didn't have a lot of time to spend building the relationship between her and Lizzie, right? Yeah, because like, that's a, yeah. that's a that's where Jane shines is where she's like, listen, like let's be chill and like you
0: mm-hmm. know, yeah. Be... They definitely deprioritize yeah. the Jane. So, honestly, yes. there was more Bingley Lizzie than there was Bingley Jane.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Speaking of angelic, that dude is like a walking Hummel figurine. I don't know yes! why people think, <laughs> I don't understand why people think, like, what's going to really excite the ladies? Let's get this guy who looks like he belongs in a china cabinet. Mm hmm. Na na. Very, very no. delicate
1: nose. Very delicate
0: nose. Mm. Yeah, Na-na. and that complexion, pristine.
1: Yeah. Kitty had no role in this except, like, to show up with the regimentals conversation. But she yeah. didn't have any lines, I don't think.
0: <laughs> it was pretty funny watching her carry. When they, whenever they had to trade off carrying that enormous pile of guns, that was funny.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, Mary had the one laugh, which was funny, and then really only had a sequence in the sister's training montage, which I also really liked.
1: But they seemed to like her a lot more, right? Yes. Like, they seemed to be like, yes. Mary... You're weird in the right ways because there's a fucking zombie apocalypse going on. Right, right. <laughs> you know
0: what? Uh, if Mary is also combat trained, she becomes much more interesting as a Bennett sister you'd like with you in the event of an apocalypse because she's yeah. also well read. Yeah. Yes. She can play the piano and you could just encourage her not to sing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she would, because she loves to accumulate accomplishments, think about all the good th- the things she'd get to be good at, she like survival skills. She's yeah. definite. Mary would become a prepper. Um, Mary Pickling. would know how to. Dog um like a chicken wire fence. She would be able to out. make beer. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: She'd be a great zombie zombie team member.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I'm a little bit mad at this Pride and Prejudice because it feels like it's a little bit stepped on my Mary is secretly hot idea. Because it was just like she was like Clark Kent. She would put on those t- yep tiny, tiny <laughs> spencer glasses. And I was like, Are we supposed to not be able to tell that this is an incredibly beautiful woman? Like, mm-hmm. g- granted, she's no Lily James, but very few people are Lily James. So <laughs> it's just like, All right, Mary secretly hot. Uh, So I
2: presume that Lily James is the actress that played Elizabeth. Yes. Okay. She is very beautiful. And you know what? I enjoyed her very much in the fight sequences, but occasionally when it got down to brass tacks, I was a little bit like fast forward.
1: I feel I feel like that's where a lot of the uh, the emotional inconsistency started to happen. Was like mm-hmm. she she is quite good and like she's been she's great in other things too. Like I think she's had Oscar nods in some regard, right? Like she no,
0: but she's uh, uh, we there. are gonna we're, we'll in a, in just a moment we'll convene the first ever meeting of the Allison Shoemaker Lily James Appreciation Society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Because uh, she's not great, but when she's well it's but she's not terrible when she's well cast it's like (laughs) she's got that Mm -hmm. movie star thing where you're like i just want to look at you being incredibly charismatic and beautiful um she uh lily james first got famous uh when she was a late arriving member of the cast of downton julie was post you quitting um Mm. but she had a a whole little Sexy storyline on was Maddie. she the
2: the uh, party girl cousin from? Yeah, oh, so you did
0: not watch that much, yeah. Cousin the, Rose, I, I
2: just got to Cousin Rose. Like I had seen maybe one to two episodes with Cousin Rose, and you know what? She was fucking
0: killer in that. Part. Yeah, great, and she mm-hmm. she's got her moment, So we will we'll come back to that. But yeah, uh, you were talking about the emotional inconsistency. Yeah, I just made. felt
1: like she she um, the wit that Lizzie offered didn't match the. Uh, the feisty fightingness of it all, and I don't know if that's—I think that might be more of a directing thing. But for her and like how she approached it, it didn't hit 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 the night the note the nail. I have chili in the back of my throat now. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she—I'm uh,
2: picking up what you're putting down, and I'll yeah. add one thing to it. I think that she was so good in the physical sequences, yeah, in the fight sequences and stuff with Darcy and her sisters. And then when you would try to put dialogue on it, the dialogue was never never quite where it needed to be to lift it even more. It just kind of stayed the same.
0: Yeah. And I think that is a screenplay problem Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because there's, if you look at what exists on what I'm guessing is the page, right? Like if we're just thinking about the text and the adaptation, y'all didn't know you were getting in depth. We're going there. Um, If you look at just what's provided the, the thesis for Lizzie's character in, in this adaptation seems to be, you cannot be accomplished in the, the death arts the combat arts what the hell do they keep calling it
1: the um, lethal arts. lethal arts lethal deadly arts the deadly arts
0: um, deadly arts or you can be refined you can't be in these times you can't be both right yeah. so the what Lily James seems to be playing is Lizzie and the, the joke about Moo and all that whole like backs this up that Lizzie has no social skills because she is lethal right like she's not <laughs> yeah. so as opposed to she's been to, having to fight zombies as opposed to Lizzie gets away with being a little bit rude sometimes and she's real clever and goes her own way. It's just that she hasn't mastered that stuff because she's been too busy, becoming a one lady action movie. Yeah. Like you, only Charlize Theron can be Charlize Theron and Charlize Theron. Right. <laughs> it's there. are That's a once in a generation experience. And clearly this generation has Cersei Lannister. So there was no room for Lizzie to be the once in a generation refined <laughs> and also lethal person. Um, so, yeah, so I guess I was sort of seeing it that way, but I think yeah. I don't know that she would make a great Lizzie Bennett, even in a more typical adaptation. I, I just don't think she I would. I feel like she's a Jane. Um, like, she, and she's normally blonde. Like, she is, she's got that earnest. Um, Sort of like, well, cin- she's also Cinderella because she's in the live action Cinderella um, and oh, is very yeah. good in that. And she's wonderful in that. Like, yeah. she's just, you're like, oh, yes, you're a fairy princess. I believe it, which is more of a Jane thing than a Lizzie thing. So, yeah. So I think it's both. I think it's like she's not quite perfectly cast and the <laughs> screenplay a, isn't interested in Lizzie being clever. Because it's yeah. a, honestly not all the interested in being funny. When it is funny, it's such a relief. Like, the fucking, is that eye patch function? Which mm-hmm. I just, I'm just gonna believe in my heart, was ad-libbed because it was so good. Uh, there's that, there's when Darcy is watching her... Um, kill the zombies at netherfield i'm not sure where they're killing zombies and he says um oh yeah like that's uh, like that's the
1: thing we get, we get her me.
0: expression is rendered uncom- uncommonly lovely by the intelligent expression of her dark eyes also her arms are surprisingly <laughs> muscular right like that that yeah. was funny and there was the tempo of it that was funny but the movie just they didn't isn't do that all that interested in jokes yeah. Yeah. They didn't do that
2: enough, and they definitely could have done it more. Oh, my God. Uh, and
0: yeah. there's one more where I think they really nailed it, and this will transition us out of Bennett Sisters to the next character. There's one There's one joke that made me laugh out loud to myself, and it was, oh, Fuddle. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Smith,
1: Matt. my Smith.
0: nemesis.
1: What a great, I, he was a good
2: Colin. Why that is that Matt line. Smith your nemesis? I don't know. I've just never really seen any, seen it. I don't get it. Mm. I never got it. I I don't think he's very good. I I think he did. I did. I think he did okay here as Collins. He was funny, <laughs> he but was that ha- part is so funny already. It he is. He was
1: he was hamming it up too. Like they basically. He was like, oh, I'm Mr. Collins in a zombie film. Okay.
2: He knew. <laughs> he. I think maybe he he and um, Cersei. God, tell me her name again. Shit, I suck so hard.
1: Um. Oh, I just looked it up. I
2: just uh, Lena Headey. Lena Headey. I think the two of them really leaned into the camp aspect of this movie. And it worked a little bit better for her than it did for him, in my opinion.
1: They're the two that I think was cast before uh, Natalie Portman dropped and the director dropped. Like, I think they were the ones that, like, knew what this was originally supposed to be, signed Mm -hmm. up and said, like, you know, I'm still getting a paycheck. It's not like a big time commitment. I'm in. I'll still do it. Like, -hmm. I think that's kind of what happened,
2: my opinion. But his dance sequence at the ball (laughs) was stellar. He did a great job.
0: It's the jump, it's the Uh unnecessary jump, and a lot of the, like, (laughs) this it's a really good physical performance so i like i, the I think way... he did okay but bamber for life well, i mean bamber for life yes sure. don't get me wrong this mm-hmm. is i think gonna be the briefest debate when we inevitably get to this episode <laughs> is we're all, we're all just gonna go bamber bamber Move bam. on bam. bam. although i have to tell you the collins and the joe wright movie is also really great mm-hmm. he's also we <laughs> which helps and maybe the actor's not maybe it's just you Angling. never did gilmore girls did you julie
2: I've done enough to be to know people's names and shit okay. like that, but not fully the series. Or Did anything.
0: you meet Doyle Paris's college uh, boyfriend? No. Okay, I so, remember
2: Paris, but I don't remember her college exploits.
0: Uh, her college boyfriend, um, Doyle, is played by Danny Strong, who is now um, primarily a screenwriter, a very successful screenwriter. Um, but he's like pocket-sized and and angry and like swarthy. And that's mm-hmm. what the guy who plays Mr. Collins in the right movie is like, it's like, he's like pocket sized and swarthy with really intense eyes. He's good. Um, but little clearly. man syndrome l- lines up with Collins real nice. In oh, fact, cool. I think we might yeah. have to just, who knows? You might come with hot takes, but we might just have to assume that David Bamber wins this forever. forever. I, I know. And I, then I know in and my we'll, heart and the real debate will be second place. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's just all agree and matt smith might be a contender (laughs) because of the jumping i really like um and again who knows how much is Ad libbed because a lot of the the more effective sequences did have that sort of improvisational energy. When he was like, Are you sure that Jane? It's we're not open for discussion on Jane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he asked the second (laughs) full time in front of everyone. (laughs) Well, and and then um, Mr. Bennett was like, Those compliments that you're so good at delivering, you might want to think about those. He goes, Oh, yes. Oh, no. Not that you're almost as attractive. You're almost as. It's great. I love that. Or the walking
1: his like like all of his inferiority complexes to every other man that existed. Like it was just like when he got introduced to Darcy and Wickham, he's like, and we should keep going
0: baking. I said
1: she was baking and she needs us now. Walk, 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 Mm -hmm. walk.
0: I now get to connect this episode to one of my other favorite random things that happened in 2020 shortlist that um, we have talked about on the podcast uh, which is the uh, the Dominic West uh, writing a note and leaving it on the fence scandal? Ooh, and the reason I get to bring it up is because what do you are you not remembering this? No. no. Okay. Um, we talked about it on the pod, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Um, at Dominic West of the that's that is the Wire, right? I confuse all my Dominics. Dominic West is the Wire. Yes. I don't know. So I do not
1: know. You was in my Sorry, we're like leaving Hold you out to dry. We're on. just <laughs> like, nah, man. Nah. Uh,
0: I was listening to old episodes um, when we were getting ready to do our 100th episode, and it struck me that we used to just be like, Janine, look that up for me. And we don't have that excuse anymore because now we're all at our computers. Yeah. Yes, it's Dominic West. So uh, last year, Dominic West uh, was spo- first of all traveling. We spotted oh. um, canoodling. Uh, at a restaurant on the sidewalk in Italy or somewhere with Lily James um who is you know a lot younger than he is also Dominic West is married um and then like later in the week they very obviously staged a photo op of the two of them like standing outside Uh, and smooching uh, dominic west and his wife um and they wrote a note and left it like on a bush that was like our marriage is stronger than ever and it was so funny (laughs) but but the really (laughs) juicy and this i have no reason for believing is true it's like the, the 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 murkiest internet gossip but I don't care if it's true because it's really fun to think it's true the um the big rumor is that the reason that Lily James was off canoodling with Dominic West was because she wanted to make Matt Smith who she dated for a long time jealous because he was having an affair with Claire Foy who was leaving her husband for him oh
2: Oh my god Oh, That's yeah. So many levels of, like, who, oh, I, don't. I mean.
0: I like, love it. and Inge- I don't care if it's true. <laughs> I love that kind of shit. I love mess. Give that it is to mess. Me. That is mess. I mean, that I really, and of course, I most sincerely just want for people to, you know, be relatively happy and content as the world comes to an end. So, mm-hmm. like, I hope they're all okay, but the part of me that loves drama, oh my God, being able to connect the note in the bush to behind-the-scenes drama of the crown of all things, I'm obsessed. (laughs) Anyway.
2: Um. Well...
0: So Aaron,
2: how did you, f- sorry, Janine, Janine, how did you feel about old Matt Smith as uh, Mr. Collins? I'm
1: into it, you know, mm-hmm. like he, uh, he hit all the buttons for me. He, I think I giggled the most when he was on the screen, which <laughs> okay. helped.
0: The dance. Um,
1: mm-hmm. The dance was so good. Uh, I, I really, like, you know, yeah, uh, he is the, he was the levity in all the uh, violence that I also enjoyed. I had lots of thoughts on the violence that they did. Um, he was the levity that I, I thought made the film bearable
2: and then all we got left really is Wickham right Wickham. guess guess who Wickham is who is he? he's a Houston he's uh Angelica Houston's nephew we looked him up his uh granddad is the, John di- the director John Houston yeah oh wow okay
0: he um I he's think is up. is perfectly cast in one respect, very specific respect. Yes. Which is you look at him and you think, are you hot? I don't, I feel like I'm supposed to think that you're hot, but there's just something about you that's not hot, which is exactly what you want in a Wickham.
2: Like I Mm -hmm. should think
0: you're hot, but man, something about you rubs me the wrong way.
1: He's yep. got that little bit of a widow's peak, which, you know, and for my eyes, sometimes like bring, like, that's an attractive feature to me. Um, and like the burning, burning eyes, but like something behind the smile makes me go, I think you'd be mean to me. I don't think i like, I'd like that. That's what I get from him.
2: Yeah. 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 He was fine. Um, I will say the twist... Was stupid, but I understand why they did it and why not take the actual villain and make it him his fault, right? Instead Which of society's twist? fault. Well, that Wickham was basically the antichrist or whatever, leading <laughs> the undead back
0: to take over the world. Yep. One more time. Just say it
2: again. Say it out loud.
0: Um, that Lieutenant
2: Wickham <laughs> was indeed the antichrist. <laughs> Undead the entire time, but no one could tell
0: a daywalker. <laughs> See, I uh, here's here's what I think. I think one of those twists is fine, right? Like one of them. But four? Yeah, Too many. Like, not like he's the one who's in league with the zombies. How do the zombies keep getting in? Wickham keeps letting them in. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Or it can be, ooh, the zombies have learned to talk. Mm -hmm. they're communicating effectively they're eating pig brains as the blood of christ (laughs) and maybe that works right or he's the antichrist but all three together plus trying to
2: decide whether or not you want to bone him that's my fourth pillar there it's too much yeah Yeah. it's too
0: much it's too Too much. much drama Uh, which I think puts us firmly in adaptation territory. This is a little bit of a tricky one because obviously Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is also an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, but this is an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, not of Pride and Prejudice, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. It's an adaptation of an adaptation, like um, Bridget Jones's Diary, right? Um, Which I think uh, puts us in sort of a unique position because Julie and I have both read it, but I don't know about you, Julie, I don't remember jack shit,
2: I don't remember anything about it except that thinking occasionally that it was very funny the incongruity of them like being out in the country in the barouche box when all of a sudden it is overtaken by the undead
0: <laughs> like that shit cracked me up yeah and I'm or not lie. when for me and I remember reading this in the book but then was reminded of it by the effectiveness of it in the movie which is that Jane <laughs> Jane has to go to Netherfield on horseback like all you have to do to make that work is nothing. It's exactly the same as it is in the book. Maybe it will rain. It's exactly the same. It's just that now the risk is not that she'll catch cold. The risk is that she'll be eaten alive by zombies. It's great. It's a good yeah. little twist.
1: I do kind of wish, I'm, is this the vibe of the book that they're very, they're, they're aware the zombies are a threat, but they're quite kind of indifferent to the threats as in priority of, they're standing in society and maintaining a good look. Is that kind of how the vibe of the book goes?
2: Yeah, sort of. Huh. It's, it's very clear that Mr. Bennett devoted his energies into creating a, a zombie hunting army in his family.
0: Yeah, it's... Um, I will say, in terms of the difference between the movie and the book, is that the the book is funnier, much funnier. Yes. Yeah. Um, although I don't know that it would be possible to have drain fly god damn it um i don't know that it would be possible to have a successful act, a successful film adaptation of the book because to make it feel matter-of-fact in the way you're talking about on the page it's just that this has been their lives their whole yeah. lives it's just a fact of the world whereas in the movie both because of the condensed runtime and because um, they obviously want a sense of urgency, it feels like it's at a tipping point, right? Yeah. Not like it's the way it's always been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes it, I think, less effective. Because in the book, it's really clear that it's not that Mr. Bennett just couldn't be bothered to rein his wife in and that's why they're in this situation. It's that he chose to focus on making it so that all of his daughters could defend themselves rather than anything else. Yeah. Um, Which I think is interesting.
1: I'm just thinking, I would have liked to see that film where, because I I imagine a lot of it's done from the. from the narrator's voice, of how it makes it kind of the indifference of-ness of all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I would love to see that film where they're just in the carriage and you don't, you can't, the narrator would be obviously missing, but they're just like, oh, oh, goodness, zombies.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, it's a lot more like
0: oh, that. Yeah. It Ma- is.
1: Mary, can you go take care of them? I did yes.
0: them last week. Yes, 100%. The oh, book I'd is way that. more like that. I'd you know what? That. That as you're, so one of Janine's big resolutions for the year, friends, is to read more. And as you're, you know, when you're sitting with your bath caddy in Janine's yeah. corner, mm-hmm. you might consider reading this one. It's really fun, fun escapism, short, okay. fast. You you obviously now are familiar
2: with the characters in the plot of Pride and Prejudice, so you don't need like a primer for any of that. Yeah. You can just build on what you already know. It's fun.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll it add was, it to my list. I yeah. have a very vivid memory of I don't remember who lent it to me, but somebody lent it to me. And you lent it to me, for sure. Oh, I know, because that's mm-hmm. what I remember. I was sitting at the bar at our public house, oh. um, which I should order takeout from. I haven't done that in a while. I'm order a burger from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's maybe later. Anyway, um... Uh, I was sitting and reading the book and I re- have a very vivid memory, Julie, of taking pictures of some of the lines in the book and texting them to you. <laughs> yes, that is true. That is the thing that happened. <laughs> because I was la- I was just at the bar by myself eating my breakfast and drinking my beer and laughing a lot. So I was texting you <laughs> mm-hmm. saying like, you have to see this shit. And then I think I walked it to your apartment um, as soon as I finished reading it.
2: Yeah, that's the big bummer. I mean, overall, we... Allison's already said it three times. The book is just way funnier. Yeah. This movie is not funny. You and know it's what? such a
0: shame because it could have been. And here's been. how it could have been. been. Yeah. Imagine this exact storyline, right? But instead of playing out in this faux grimdark movie adaptation, it's the A&E miniseries. Yes, yeah, like all of those problems are immediately solved, right? Like that all of would be oh. fucking hilarious. I Can you so imagine that. that Lady Catherine de Bourgh with the eye patch and like Miss Bennet? I and then she am kills all a zombie. seriously displeased. <laughs> and then she stabs somebody. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I would
1: have. Yeah, that's. I think well then I am going to read this book because that is something that's actually very attractive to me and I'm like I don't even, I, I don't know I haven't seen it but I would like to see them be like oh I did this last week you do
2: it now it, like, yes it is that. sometimes it's a chore like you have to go out on the back 40 and brush hog and shit you got to go back to the back perimeter and make sure nobody's creeping up like and shit like that in their house <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I like that idea
0: you know what Oh, Oh, this is great, actually, because I was (laughs) I was feeling bummed that we weren't going to be able to do a bonus episode for this one like we did for Bridget Jones, where Julie and I did like a little book club because I was just not going to ask her to reread Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. However,
1: someday. Someday. This is, a, this, is, a, this, is a, this is a slow burn. I've got like five books on my table right now. <laughs> okay. Eventually. Right. Mo- one about day. modern monetary theory because I'm I'm thinking about how we're gonna overthrow the government. I, in like, a, uh, let me rephrase that. Oh my fucking god.
0: <laughs> oh
1: my fucking god. Hoisted. Uh, let, he let me, I,
0: is joking. We're not really actually gonna, gonna do Christ. that. Oh. And You know what's wild is normally that would be a joke about how we'd be freaked out that the FBI is listening, but mm, now it, it's Christ. actually a joke about. How, no, of course we wouldn't do that. Of course we wouldn't.
1: How I'm interested in the reorganization of our economy so that we can be more supportive of everybody and modern monetary theory is an interesting interesting read for me Um, and it requires us to dismantle a lot of systems. That's what I mean. Holy fuck, not a coup. Holy fuck, fuck all those people.
0: (laughs) You know what my favorite part of this movie is? What? Anytime they eat the rich. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, I have one actually really serious question that Neil, neither Neil nor I or our combined brain weight could figure out. Was it Darcy or Wickham that started opening up the soldiers' brains for the zombies?
1: Wickham. Oh, no, 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 but our Darcy.
2: So Darcy did it, right? Huh?
1: Yeah, and that's, that, I feel very problematic about that. Like, that seems...
2: That's th- a problem.
1: That's like... So let me get this straight, Darcy. You intentionally... Turned these obviously scary and potentially evil and, like, maybe end world-ending people uh, not just from, like, half-humans, but to full monsters. You literally yeah. m- made the choice to make these people full monsters. You fucking monster. <laughs> like, to save Lizzie. Or, uh,
2: but, no, you know. he didn't save anything. At the end of the movie, we know that there's no way that humanity can survive, right? Because yeah. there's just too many of them.
1: Yeah. So I...
2: it's actually very grim at the end. Yeah.
1: That cho- that choice really like rubbed me the wrong way.
0: You so know, I'm a little bit like, fucking Darcy did this. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you agree with Wickham? This is all on your head. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, uh, it's funny. Julie's referring to the mid-credit scene um, where we see we see the double wedding, and there, which I guess we also see in the movie, but they're strolling out from their double wedding. <laughs> Darcy is in his ridiculous leather coat. That so thing much is, leather. It's just, so he's we everywhere. We get it. We get it. You it's listen just, to My Chemical Romance. It's his <laughs> fucking wedding. Get a different
1: coat, dude. Come on. You're gonna d- jump in a pond like fucking uh, yeah. our, our, our dream boat? You're yeah, I'm him. sorry. He's contractually
0: Why? obligated to jump in the pond now. Here's what I want to know. Why is Emma Thompson the nemesis of Andrew Davies when obviously... What the fuck is his name? Like brow, bro, like bro down I McGillicuddy. Mean, what the fuck is this guy's name? The director, <laughs> um, <hold on. laughs> the, the guy who wrote it also directed it. Um,
2: the guy, the writing of the novel or the uh, screenplay?
0: Screenplay. Okay. Um, Written and directed by burr steers see you thought you're I was right just, no
2: you're fucking right
0: i was saying weird things just because no 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 his name is burr steers <laughs> b-u-r-r-s-t-e-e-r-s anyway oh my god burr steers um he is clearly the nemesis of Andrew Davies. Is my point? Yes. Uh, because you don't you don't rip off the jump in the pond if you're not going to be able to pull it off. You're writing a check that your mouth can't catch if you know what I mean. Cash. Yeah. If you know what or I mean. For reels. Yeah, because woo, that's not a great comparison. Um, no. However, I read that mid credit scene differently. I read it like it's uh, like a wedding present to them from the universe because what they get to do on their honeymoon is kill like 500 zombies. So I think maybe I'm a little naive.
2: I think it means that there's too many of zombies and there's no way for humanity to survive.
1: I, and I would agree with that. And I'd go the next step to say it is a metaphor for the rich think that they can just keep doing what they do and they don't have consequences in the real world like, I'm so like, I like Darcy did that. And like, there's like all these people who are now the undead and they're just going off on their like, oh, we we contain
0: them. Hold on, I still, I guess I'm just not following. How is it that Darcy did this? Remember
2: that the zombies weren't fully zombies because they were eating pig's blood and brains. Mm -hmm. Then the question that I asked was, was it Darcy or was it Wickham that started cracking open the soldiers brains for the zombies to start eating and started driving them crazy again? And was it Darcy that did it originally? Because then that means he's the one that started them back on the human brains and then turned them into this horde. Hmm. Yes.
1: And I Wickham- guess I don't know. And Wickham, yeah. uh, like, like this is like two choices of like both are evil, right? Both yes, suck. both are terrible. Both are terrible people. Like Wickham would have organized them to bring upon the apocalypse and like you know uh, whatever whatever thing from Lazarus they're reading. But Darcy was like, well, eh, you know what, bro? Let's just let's just throw some gas on that fire so I can save this one person and go back to this person that I that I like.
2: But made you a didn't save that person because you created the vast zombie horde. Yeah. That is one thing that I appreciate about this film. Is that it's the only time I've ever had it explicitly laid out for me the whole. Undead like math. Like, anytime you get bitten, it's only one second until you're a zombie. It takes a person nine months to grow a baby inside them and another 16 years to make a soldier. And I was like, "Mm, (laughs) Economics of zombiedom. I get it.
1: Very good. Is
0: that a sound economic point, our economist friend? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It's about labor force training. And so you have to think about that. Absolutely. And I was a little bit. That's the labor um, market
2: all right, PPNZ, you taught me something today.
1: That was really solid economic thinking. And that's why this is so (laughs) fucking infuriating because Darcy was like, you know what? I can contain this problem by just turning all of you into mindless uh, zombies undead uh, which we'll say a little differently I'm going to take the thing you had that was humanity and I'm going to take it from you I'm going to strap you over here and then I'm going to go back and go to my estate and marry the love of my life that I've treated horribly because of toxic masculinity and then we're going to forget that this even exists oh wait you found a way over and you're going to eat me now
0: knock 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 here we are When were you radicalized, and why was it by Jadine's Corner? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Let's do this.
2: You know, that is it, it, my major quibble with this movie, is that entire part of the plot.
0: But yeah. my second major quibble... <laughs> Julie, Julie, you mean that entire part of it. Part of it. I <laughs> my second major it. quibble,
2: though, and it's almost as bad and fatal to me in any adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. No, Pemberley. No Pemberley. Mm. Fuck that. Yeah. Do not tell me you're going to tell me P and P and don't show me Pemberley. That is like, that's terrible. But Julie,
0: Julie, the real Pemberley is the zombies we created all along. I was going to say the zombies we killed along the way, but.
1: Uh, but We
2: we have (laughs) to remember. He he created way more than he killed.
1: (laughs) We have to remember, that is also true. And we have to remember, I think, that in any Pride and Prejudice, Pemberley's the silent P. P
2: and P. Up,
1: that wasn't a good joke I'm, I'm still <laughs> no, wait. <reliable. laughs>
2: wait actually it really reminds me of an excellent joke from the golden girls do you guys remember when they had to go to the funeral home to get the casket for the old lady that died who wanted the tree cut down in the neighborhood and she had a heart attack and, and whatever they, yeah. nobody was there for this old lady which was sad and they learned something about themselves but they wanted to bury her and so they went to the funeral home and it was Pfeiffer's funeral home, P F F. But what they walked in and Dorothy's like, hello, Mr. Pfeiffer. And he goes, Oh, I'm sorry, Puff Pfeiffer. <laughs> so this is P P and P. I guess
0: it's
2: I guess it's pee <laughs> P and Z. Yeah, you know me. Oh. Oh god. Anyway, why know Pemberley? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he obviously got went to a pond, so we're gonna just imply that he went home to Pemberley for a little bit for a pond.
2: Remember meet. he walked through that enormous arch that looked like Washington Square Park, and I was like,
0: Pemberley? And then wherever a pound wherever a pond is found, there a Pemberley <laughs> shall be also
2: exactly (laughs) but we didn't get to see Pemberley and that's always gonna just grind my corn a little not in a good
0: way I mean I think we also have to assume that Georgiana Darcy is definitely dead right because they talk about how accomplished she is because she's accomplished in the the gentle arts, or the feminine arts, and also the lethal arts, the deadly arts, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And then Lizzie's like, no, that's impossible. You can't be both of those things. In these, I'm sorry, in this economy, you have to either be (laughs) the lethal arts or the feminine arts. You can't be both, but that's Georgiana. They said she was both, so which one wasn't she? Was she not proficient in the lethal arts? Because then she is dead. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we just found a flaw in the economic reasoning of Wickham as well. Uh, those women, those ladies, the Bennett sisters—they didn't take 16 years to train. Some of them are less than 16 years old. He was factoring in male soldiers. Fucking patriarchy, man. This fucking thing.
2: That's true. That's true.
1: Fucking asshole. Jesus H.
0: <laughs> Roosevelt, Christ. There you go. That was an Outlander reference. Outlander reference, friends. <laughs>
1: Oh. First one of
0: twenty twenty one.
1: Pemberley was closer to London, wasn't it? It would have been in the in between.
2: Mm. I'm not sure. I, I know that it was in Derbyshire, but I, I don't know anything about the British countryside or like where the uh, areas are.
1: Possibly, possible that it's implied that uh, Pemberley fell and was raised to the ground. Maybe. I don't
0: well, know. they do say he owns half of Derbyshire, which mm-hmm. makes me think that at least some of it must still be populated yeah. by humans yeah. or they'd consider it lost.
1: Listen, I am i just got disappointed in myself for trying to make that make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Bless your nice. heart. You
0: know what? That seems like as good a note to end part one on as we're going to get. So shall we end part one here? I'm cool. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, then... Uh, Then I'm going to pull up the Patreon and you guys are going to vamp for a second.
2: Okay, so let me consult my notes on part one just to see if I find something funny. Because you guys, I didn't look at my notes once.
1: Good for us. Where'd we get to in this? Oh my God. Here's something. Breaking up. Yeah.
2: Here's something. I think we're just free in it, baby. Okay, I'm into it. Yeah. Remember at the beginning when Darcy goes in and the priest locks him in the body box so that he can look at his nude body and say, no bites. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah but,
0: but then there was the weird uh, priest likes his wang joke. Yeah. 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 That goes, was not good. When he goes, but, um, uh, how could you tell that my wound was from fencing and not a bite? He says, I've been at this a long time, son. And then Darcy's like, I have no wound.
1: And it was a good, but it was a good, that that was actually a a nice like detective moment that I think speaks to how this could have been a very smart script at some point. Uh, Because then he goes in and goes, I know these people haven't been checked. Boom, I'm a Darcy. Look how smart I am.
2: Oh, I have so much to say about his
0: little jar of flies. Maybe we'll save that for next episode. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm guessing the next episode is going to be at least 25% jar of flies related. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, At least.
2: Here's a joke I made about the actor that plays Darcy. The actor that plays Darcy is a Bill Hader hater.
1: Oh, that's good. That's on the nose.
2: He's mad at him for stealing his damn career.
1: Yeah. Well, (laughs) because he didn't have the same uh, vocal range.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh just walk up in my parlor and start releasing horse flies you can fuck off
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, you've gotta, so you gotta save the fly conversation my- for okay. episode two the fly episode. <laughs>
2: That, I'll save the rest of that commentary for episode two.
1: Yeah, that episode two. Uh z and f. P P and P. P P and P.
2: P P and P and Z.
1: P
0: P P P. P. P- You guys, we fucking lost our minds.
1: I'm gonna go take a gummy.
0: Why? Why on earth would we lose our minds about anything? Well,
1: because our brains were eaten?
0: I'm really too freaked close. Pay I'm, I'm really freaked out. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I feel like um, the fact that there's so little information, confirmed information about this, cohesive information is uh like I, incalculably bad. Like it's a really it basically means we're non-functional as a country. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, sorry. I can't. I just am really freaked out about it. I'm not going to lie. I need to just focus on the zombies. They were so soothing. Yeah, come on. They were so. It was really the the right movie for the moment. Um, did not care for it the first time I saw it, and this time I was like, yes, you are deeply flawed, but you're giving me what I need right now, and for that I thank you. It's always fun to watch badass ladies kicking ass, mm-hmm. no yeah.
2: matter what. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you take your gummy there, Janine?
1: I did. So the end of next episode is going to be...
0: <laughs> That's what
2: I'm saying. When I take my pee break after this, I might gummy down as well. Let's do it. Y'all,
0: let's go. See, and those of you who uh, l- value the two-episode, wow, we're messed up episode and uh, are are longing for the days when we used to make those, maybe you'll get one. This, um, <laughs> but for we now... We just look the views
1: for a, for a three-hour two second episode. No,
0: that is not happening. <laughs> no, no. Good, um, this not. movie is not worth that. No, good. it is not. Good, uh, good, good. Which is why we're going to call it here and be back next week for you and in like 15 minutes for us. Um, if you like the show, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PodLandercast. You can find us on Twitter at PodLandercast. You can find us on Patreon, where you can join the Slack, uh, get information about our crowdcast watch parties, um, listen to bonus episodes. We've got some really good ones of uh, in that category recently. At patreoncom drunkcast. We want to thank all of our patrons who make it possible for us to do the show because it's expensive. So thanks a lot for allowing us to rent that movie. Y'all, you're great. Uh, We want to thank all of you, but especially the following folks, Maddie Perkins, Maxine Donner, Snazzy Knock, Sna- Snazinak. Snazinak. Julia Guglia. Kathleen Martini. Lauren Tennant. Kelsey Kemp. Madison Johnson. Emily Day. Betsy English. Caitlin Reddick. Ashley Teagason. Tita Barnett. The other Janine. Kristen. Freckled Fury. Amelia Bazell, Liz Penniston, Stella Welch. Chrissy Shively. Denise Perkins. Rachel Lazan. Michelle Lefevre. Amanda. Heather Robbins. Jerry Hurdle. Brittany Holbert. Emily Carlson. Amy Gustafson. Rachel Townsend. Steph Peterson. Kelly Mazella. Maria. Chantel Salters. Mary the Falling. Statue, Philip Nako Tara Luchino, Viv Pickles (aka Laura), Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna pulkowski and Gibson Ruth McCormick, Katie Kirshner, Kara marlowe Trish McCrary, Jen Lander Drunklin, Kelly Bodden, Amanda Newton, and Kiki the Wise. The Wise. Uh, we will be back next week with more discussion of Pride and Prejudice. And zum- I don't know why I'm doing that. This doesn't work. Bye. Bye. Bye.